Welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name is Katie Stoll. Hello, and welcome back to this part of Even More News, the first and only news podcast, where I say, hi, I'm Cody. Hi, Cody Johnston. Woo. Okay. <laughs> let the crowd, let the crowd dissipate. Okay. No guest, but of course, Jonathan's here. Hello. Hi. Hello and hi. Hi, hello. Hello, gentlemen. How's it going? Hello, gentle lady. So good. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Are you? Thanks for holding down the fort for me last week. Hey, you got it. Thanks for your patience, listeners, in my absence. We do this so often, I like completely forgot that you weren't here. They all blend together. It's like, oh yeah, Katie's always here. Uh, how is your... You didn't miss me. You didn't miss That's me That's not you're true. Saying. I texted cool. you Thanks, immediately Cody. saying we missed you. I said we missed mm-hmm. you. Yep. So don't... Prove it. No, he did. He texted uh, me that he missed me. <laughs> I am doing fine. I'm doing well. Uh, I have been dealing with weather. You guys already heard me rant a little bit before we started, and I don't need to do that whole thing for everybody because it's a little bitter. But mm. <laughs> no, this has just been a lot. This this intense snowstorm that is has not been normal. This is mm. not only is this not normal for the area or my elevation. I specifically moved somewhere at a kind of a lower elevation so that I wouldn't be inundated with snow. Mm. But, you know, it was supposed to be an El Nina. It wasn't, this wasn't supposed to happen, but had a solid week of heavy snow before a two-day blizzard and then had like a day and a half break before the next big storm came. And uh, that ended up being a bit longer and heavier than expected. And now there is a giant atmospheric river that's about to hit tonight, maybe while we're recording. Mm. That might cause a bunch of flooding in this area and in the communities down the mountain. So that's the next big thing to watch out for because it's going to be a bunch of warm pineapple express rain on our record historic levels of snow, Mm. which will either make it melt or the snow might absorb it. So it becomes really immovable. Mm. I'm a little worried about that in terms of chunks of ice just sort of. Yeah, and giant chunks of ice. Um, in terms of access to my house, it's very difficult to get around right now. But I have finished my tunneling. I've cleared out the generator, the propane tank. I've gotten a path to the garden shed and sort of a path to the garage I accomplished yeah. today. That was hard. So at least You're I dominating can dominating that there. mountain life, Katie. You're doing it. I'm not. They're like the tiniest, most pathetic little tiny paths. But that's that count. That's I all you need. Move through. It. You don't I need bigger paths. Sled. It's called efficiency. If you did too much that you don't need, that's uh, energy that you could have used elsewhere. It's taken me so many days to get this because the first day was just trying to like dig out my car. And that's fun. Every time it snows more, you have to clean off everything off of your car before you can do anything. That takes a half hour. (laughs) Anyway, I'm getting really buff. I know that's what everybody's wondering. Mm -hmm. Good. Is it a El Nino or a La Nina? I don't know the oh, difference. La Nina. There's different. There's El Nino and La Nina, La Nina. And I guess the Nina was the one that means you're not going to have much winter. And that that was wrong. Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah. La Nina is when the groundhog sees its shadow. And yeah. Mm-hmm. El Nino mm-hmm. is winter. Exactly. But it has been kind of exciting to 
deal like and learning everything and you know learning of what not to do next year lots mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. well yeah it's also good because i mean it's good in quotes but you if it, this wasn't supposed to happen and it's the worst it's ever been then you've got it out of the way mm-hmm. next year even it, when it is like eh, it's kind of bad it's like the snow for a day or whatever like you'll be able to deal with it and it'll comparatively be a breeze unless this is the new normal i don't know shh don't talk about that or you'll don't, have to look don't. up <laughs> it's like there'll be something else that hasn't happened in 150 mm. years and that'll happen mm-hmm. yeah next year unseasonable it turns out you frogs. actually moved on to a volcano sorry katie <laughs> no it, it's good i'm tired i'm very tired uh mm. everything's fine uh you know it's roads are cleared there's lots of people that help each other out. Lots of people with heavy tractors and plows and snow blowers going around, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, and volcano folks are very pretty, helpful. Yeah, volcano folk are very friendly, mm. mm-hmm. mm. despite what the news might say. Yeah, don't listen anyway. To the news. That's what I've been up to. Thank you for your patience. Uh, thank you, dear listeners and followers, for giving me those likes on my snow pics. Mm-hmm. Lots of encouragement. It's the mm-hmm. least we could do. Getting a message from them now. Uh, you're welcome. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. They're very responsive. Uh, let's talk about some holidays, shall we? Happy that idea. Happy holidays, everyone. All right. Thursday, March 9th. That's today. That's today. Name tag day. Huh. Uh. <laughs> this, is, this is not a well cat. No, no, this okay. is uh, a Jerry Hill original. Yeah, oh. like Wellcat would be like, lick your name tag day or something like they have to add like a weirder twist on it, I feel. Okay, so this is a whole week of celebrations. Okay. Yeah, Jerry uh, Hill is a, week. he's an onomo- onomatology hobbyist who created yeah, a week of It's not a names. real thing, is it? I, I I looked it up there. I, I, not every university can let you get an onomatology degree, but there <laughs> are some around the world where you can. But he was not an onomatologist. He was an onomatology hobbyist because he just was obsessed with names just and created fan. Name Fun Facts Day, Unique Names Day, Learn What Your Name Means Day, and created a whole website, which Ooh, you can go I to. I love websites. I'm really interested to know his story as to how he got so deep on names like this passion of his and also hats off to him you know a lot of people there's that saying right do what you love and you'll never work a day it's not true you'll ruin your favorite hobby by making it work mm. so what this this gentleman <laughs> has done i'm sorry what's his name That's jerry hill it's jerry, jerry hill. hill it was just a name thing it doesn't matter um <laughs> wait this is a web archive of his website. Does, is a web, does he not have a website anymore? I don't believe... I mean, this was from 25 years ago. So I'm oh. not sure he kept up with it. Yeah, that explains yeah. it. It but also there says, is... I mean, the, on the web archive of the website, it opens with, we've outgrown two servers. So I don't know if this... Uh, I know. mean, Elon Musk took it over. So that's why oh. I might be having problems. Oh, it's having issues then. Gotcha. Mm. All right. Thursday, March 9th is panic day. Why would you make this a holiday? Run around all day in a panic, telling others you can't handle it anymore. I no. can't handle it anymore. Uh, we don't. I mean, you can celebrate it. I don't want to. I'm not celebrating it, but we're going to talk about some moral panics later. So. Oh, good. Okay. So we can you know, panic then. Put a pin in that one. Panic uh, on the podcast. Um, <laughs> this is uh, obviously a well cat. 
holiday. Yeah, it is. No, there's oh, no way. For sure. Oh, you know. <laughs> God. It's such insight into their like run around and their all day in a panic, telling others you can't handle it anymore. That's absurd. Do you think that was so, some passive? Because they're a couple, right? Do you think this is like a passive aggressive one from her husband or vice versa, where you're like just mm, kind of poking fun, like, "Honey, you need to calm down," and then make you probably call it hysterics day if that were the case, right? It could be. They're so playful, you're being hysterical. Though. I do feel like they maybe came up with them back and forth and had a little holiday creating competition like Paul McCartney and Brian Wilson. Mm. You know, they try to like one up each other with playful holidays. One of them ends Gosh, up. Gosh, I hope they've started listening to our show by now because we talk about them <laughs> we every talk week. About them we so do. Much. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad almost like of bringing them into this. Jonathan, I think we should reach They're out. They're the again ones with a website. Actually come on the show. I'd like to interview them. <laughs> they, they shut me down so thoroughly when I reached out, though. I'd feel bad about bothering them. Yeah. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll make this happen. I'll I hope that. his response is, I've already answered this in another email. <laughs> Friday, March 10th. That's today also. That's a different today. If you're today that you're listening to this, yeah. presuming that you are listening to this when it was released, which you should do. Welcome to the day it is. Podcast, which is mm. Friday, March 10th. Uh, Festival of Life in the Cracks Day is to celebrate the first signs of spring weather, such as the green sprouts sprouting from cracks in the pavement, origins unknown. I, Katie, you're celebrating? This is so mean. You're celebrating, Katie. I wish I could bring the camera and show you how impossible it is to look for any sorts of... Well, that's what makes it such a fun day. It's a challenge. I gotta go do some more You gotta dig in there and find the cracks. Oh, boy. Uh, very awkwardly phrased awkwardly uh, explanation phrased. of the day, also. Yeah. The green sprouts sprouting from cracks in the pavement. Yeah. Come on. It's a, do, a, do a second pass. pass. What are you? What are you doing? Yeah. It's. It sounds like Walt Whitman. Uh, yeah. The green sprouts. Oh, the green sprouts sprouting. sprouting from the. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Walt would have. Would he? Yeah. Okay. The green sprouts sprouting. If you're really purposeful with it, but I don't think mm. that was. Or I yeah, I think it was more. I'll just put them all on different lines, and then it's yeah, in, yeah, yeah. E. E. I Cummings like that sprouts. style. I do like E.E. E. Cummings. You're like, it's like a puzzle. There's that 311 song. <laughs> Have we talked about this before? No. E.E. E. Cummings. E. E. Yeah, 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 that'll kill them. St- right? Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that a song? Yeah, 311. Really? But he doesn't. He doesn't say E.E. E. Cummings. But it just it just sounds a little bit like yeah, yeah. Uh, it, oh. it, it, he doesn't. No, I can't believe I knew exactly what you were talking about, but he doesn't even say that. <laughs> no, it's a, it's keep me coming, right? Yeah, I didn't yeah. even oh. like. I've never, I've never even thought that he said E Cummings. Like that e. connection has never been. Could Cody cover that song with E E Cummings, and then we wouldn't get sued if we did that? Maybe <laughs> we'll no, find we out. We get sued. Oh, uh, I don't know if we get sued. Three Eleven loves the show. But I don't Nick, think you H-E-X-U-M, can perform a, come on. a faithful cover of a song and change one phrase one word, and then it's, then it's parody. <laughs> Not well, even one phrase, like more. two, like half a word, right? Because like coming is still yeah. in the song. Eat me to E-E. Yeah. It sounds like a Nathan Fielder thing. Like, here's the plan. We change one word. We change one word <laughs> to get it on the radio. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Market is parody. Weird okay. Al has a whole... Uh, world ahead of him. He could just change one one word to all the songs. He doesn't have to work so hard. Newsflash! Attention, audience! Listen here, bub. 
Did you know that your mobile carrier is totally collecting your data and selling it to advertisers? They can see what you've been up to online. That's why I throw out my phone after every web page I visit. And when I speak over the phone, I make sure every other word I say is totally random so advertisers can't track my speech. It's also why I use ExpressVPN. They have an app that prevents your phone carrier from gathering your information. One time, I accidentally typed my address on a form, and so I set my phone and apartment on fire just to be sure they couldn't get that data. ExpressVPN doesn't just work on your mobile device, by the way. It works on anything you use to connect to the internet. So give it a try. Stop burning your phones. Go to expressvpn.com slash more news. Once more, expressvpn.com slash more news to get three months free. I think we got it talk about some news now yeah well you know we're so pumped for the gotta news. happen sometime wait chomping at the bit for some news bites yummy as i suggested we're gonna talk about moral panics for panic uh, day good we're gonna run around and act like the sky yeah. is falling the the anti-trans panic in this country is escalating very quickly i I mean, it's been escalating, but there's a lot going on. Mm. There's been a lot going on this past week. They feel um, emboldened and mm -hmm. uh, like they can, like all the legislation and stuff, because we've like we've covered various bills that have uh, been introduced and things. Mm -hmm. But it feels like they're just like, oh, we're just doing this now. This is it. Um, and so many like state legislatures and then like, yeah, pundits are just all in, not even trying to really hide the things that they're saying. Yeah. Um, well, Jonathan, why don't you talk to us? Let's just start off with a few of the things that um, have happened of late. Yeah, a lot of bills have been passed uh, in the last few weeks or proposed. Uh, Tennessee banned public drag shows. Tennessee, Mississippi, and Florida banned uh, gender-affirming care for minors. Uh, similar bills are making their way through states like New Hampshire and Oklahoma uh, and others. The The Stuff I put here is far from exhaustive. There are also some bills that we know are not going to become law, but of course now that the House is under GOP control, they've put forward a bill and discussed it this week to ban transgender women and girls from team sports. Uh, obviously that's dead on arrival in the Senate if they pass it, but it's just frightening that so much uh, time and energy is being spent on this stuff. And then of course Daily Wire guy Michael Knowles spoke at CPAC, I think over the weekend and said there can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. Transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. Hmm. And he did say that. <clears throat> he yeah. sure did. And Those pretend like he didn't there. mean what he definitely meant. There's no other way to parse what he said. Like, I, I you know... I mean, there's a way for him to like weasel out of it, but uh... no, I, I mean, is there? Because I rewatched it a few times, and it's like, no, he says that, and that's what he means. Like, that's exactly well, because what he he's means. gonna he's gonna uh, do his little logic uh, puzzles and try to say he's not saying like trans people. He's just saying the ideology of transgenderism, the idea that uh, transness is even a reality. But if you're saying that transgenderism must be eradicated the I idea is uh of transgenderism is just that trans people exist so if you're going to eradicate transgenderism then you're eradicating the idea that trans people exactly. exist 
so what do you mean? Um, he's just, I mean, he's like a, a failed actor, little weasel. I refer to him as a dead-eyed Nazi freak on Twitter, and I stand by that. I don't know if you've seen any video, many videos of him. This is like a side note, but just he seems like he's... Um, dead-eyed Nazi freak? A little, like, yeah, I don't believe it. He's like the, uh, they're all like, every, you know, punditry and like, uh, you're know-it-all, you're condescending, you're smart. He's really smarmy in a way that it makes him seem like you don't believe anything you're saying or you mm-hmm. don't have emotions. Um, and like this, the fake smile, uh, everything about it is really, really uh, unsettling. Yeah. There's like a discomfort I get from watching him talk about anything because like you are there's something up with the way you're presenting yourself that it's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. Does, doesn't sit right. Um, yeah. Which is like irrelevant a to lot like of them, too. But not yeah, just him, but but like it's not like it, that's a side thing. It's not like the important thing is like what he said and what they're trying to do. Not that he's fucked up guy they're like they're pretending because they know it's not an ideology like they know there's no thought process they know that no one's trying to turn other people trans so they're pretending he's like no i just said the ism as if i said socialism Mm -hmm. should be eradicated and then of course people are pointing out like but this isn't an ideology this is a group of people and of course the analogy that is most commonly used is this is like if you said Judaism yeah. or Catholicism must be eradicated, which is of course the implication and of course what he meant, but he can yeah. always he it's like yeah they refuse he, to own it. He's just lying and worming his way out of it. Yeah, they well, know he knows, and he said this uh, in so many words uh, like a couple times before this speech. So like he knows the reaction he gets from it. He knows why he's doing it. He knows that like this is like genocidal language he knows this is how like fucking nazis talk and like how these ideas are like introduced as well um in like we eradicate from public life okay well what does that mean um uh, it means uh just like uh, things were no no no. you need to like label like what policies do you mean to eradicate this from public life and the more you do that what does that lead to um because they also they also are aware that like the suicide rate for trans people is very high and if you are going to, quote unquote, eradicate transgenderism from public life, then that's probably going to go up because you're making people hide who they are and uh, not be able to participate in public life. Um, so what does that do to people? Um, so, like, even if he's not, if he, even if he doesn't mean what we're, what most people kind of hear when he says that, it still does what that is saying. It's still accomplishing that because you're going to make people not be able to like participate in public life and have to hide themselves. Absolutely. Um, It's very obvious and he knows what he's doing. Is just, I mean, we've been talking about it for so long. So it's another one of those topics where you start to repeat yourself, but it's hard not to. We have to point out that this this isn't something for people to be afraid of. There are transgender people out there that want to be accepted. It is not an ideology that is coming for your children. If your child is transgender, wouldn't you want them to have a community in a place that they're welcomed, you know, and just in general to be accepted as who they are, you know? And so, but this whole thing is predicated on the argument that the woke left is coming for your babies with this new cult of whatever. And they know that's not what we're talking about. They know that that's not what's happening. But this is their best way to get votes right now. It's the all anybody wants to talk about. 
It doesn't have to be that big a fucking deal. Everyone calm the fuck down. It's panic day. I know, but yeah. stop. Also, uh, as we'll probably discuss a little later, it's actually not how to get votes. Um, it's not their only way to get votes. No. But to, unfortunately, no, I know. I know. That's what they are saying. And that's what they think. And that's what these like their why mission this is, is basically. But also, I mean, part of the another reason it's happening is because like, unfortunately, the answer to your question about like, well, if you have a trans kid, wouldn't you want like a community that's like supportive and welcomes them and like it helps them through life? Unfortunately, the answer to that question for somebody like Matt Walsh is no. Uh, he's said in so many words and several times like having a trans kid is a fate worse than death to me. He I feel so bad for his six children. If any of them turns out to be trans or gay or whatever, feel really, really bad for them, obviously. But like he he is a fundamentalist, like theocratic fascist. That is what he is. Um, he jokes about it in his bio, but that is what he is. He's uh, he, he, all of this stuff, at least with him and a lot of people at Daily Wire comes from their fundamentalist religious beliefs. That's what that is, which is why if you actually talk to people, it's so off putting when you actually talk to, to real people about it, like, because it, the source of it is this fundamentalist religious uh, mm -hmm. belief where they want to enact all these like restrictions on people. <laughs> um, and also like, I mean, yesterday uh, or the day before everything blends together, uh, he was tweeting about how like, actually like normal people agree with me. Uh, normal people, if you talk to normal people about it, they would agree with me. And they think this is all, it's all why like all this kind of stuff. That's all. First of all, Matt Walsh, you're a fucking freak. You are not normal. You are the least normal person. Listen to anything you've ever said. You're not fucking normal, man. Nobody agrees with you. You're a freak. And there are so many people replying to that tweet of his basically just being like, yeah, I've got like a MAGA uncle and a MAGA dad. And one of our cousins, one of my cousins is trans. And suddenly they're cool with it. Like they're like, oh, yeah, I guess it's not a big deal. I'll call them they they. Like it, the the exposure to literally a trans person changes these people's minds so quickly and so easily. It's really depressing, actually, um, that like it requires that like real world interaction to be like, oh, yeah, I guess I was fucking bigot or bi it like, is biased for these reasons. But it's, also, but it's also good. It's good. Promising. And it's just we could see that throughout history all the time, you know, desegregation and people, you know, once people literally start just exposure to actually to meet a black person, they're like, oh. You know, yeah, exactly. But the same with this. This is a big, you know, I, this is a new thing for some people. Okay, well then, meet somebody, meet, go and talk to somebody. And I, you know, I had that conversation with somebody up here recently, actually. And they're like, "Yeah, that's true." I'm like, "You, you just, you haven't met any yeah. trans people." And they're, I mean, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I know amazing trans people that you would absolutely love. Yeah, you know? they're just people. I, like, some, they're some, just people. Some people suck. Some people don't. And that is heartening, too, to know, like, just like even just these conversations, like, just like, think about it. Because <laughs> I also noticed, I don't know if anyone's noticed this, like Twitter, I've talked about this a little bit before, but like Twitter is obviously like fucking, it's always been a bad place. Good. Oh, no, uh, bad. It's real bad now. I've sort of noticed like every day uh, there's bad. like a video being shared of like a young woman who can't quite articulate her point and then it's just like look at how fucking stupid girls are and that kind of thing mm -hmm. or like you know a black person doing something that's like inappropriate like oh god we got to get away from the black people or like you know a trans woman uh getting upset about being misgendered and like look at how they're all freak out it's like it's just these like one this one case that influences your entire opinion about an entire group of people and it just seems to be happening more and more 
on that website. I don't know if anyone else has noticed it. This is like really, sure. it seems well, bad. Um, I would say that it's always been happening. I would for say sure. that because, you know, you see it different. But yeah, the way the algorithm, the way who's using it, uh, what rises the top, what people are talking about. Yeah, it gets, it's bad. It's, it's been bad. It's getting better. They're kind of hacking the new algorithm to make these conversations last longer. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you follow Ryan Broderick, but he mm -hmm. has a yeah. newsletter called uh, Garbage Day, and he was writing about this stuff where he's like, yeah, I noticed that if a something I tweeted, a thread that I was on, like gets a little bit of traction, if I wait like two days and then come back and reply to it with something, that reply boosts mm -hmm. it up again. True. And that's like a newer thing where it think like it always did that to a little to a certain extent if if a new person who has a big following yeah like in, in conversations going again he's like but if i just reply to something it boosts it up and that's why i'm seeing you know the the back and forth between uh like matt walsh and ari drennan mm -hmm. like back and forth we're like right that that tweet of like matt walsh saying no i'm the normal one normal mm -hmm. people agree with me and normal people would be like disgusted by you of like that kind of messaging like being boosted to the top every every yes. every other day right yeah. yeah where it's like okay i already saw that and i already disagree with that fucking freak and yeah. i gotta see it every day and then yeah it seems and like right. and i suppose yeah. i could just block him and block elon and block all these people but like i'm i you know i use these conversations to do research for this podcast to put exactly. stuff together i'm interested in what's going on and just to see the intensely negative uh intensely discriminatory message over and over again and it you know to jump back into them when they jump back into it two days later they get a boost out of it that's mm -hmm. that's unpleasant. it's absolutely yeah. it is unpleasant it's absolutely happening and it's a thing i mean yes it always has been a thing but i've noticed a big difference that's always been like maybe not always but for a while been a tweet strategy of mine sometimes especially if i'm trying to be funny like i very rarely use it with I honestly, I very rarely use Twitter seriously lately anyway, mm -hmm. because it's, I, I'd rather save up my thoughts for this right yeah, now and yeah. then get picked apart and pulled into arguments. But, you know, that reply, I've always done that reply tweet structure. And I've noticed when I do it now, there's like a significant, I'm like, why the heck did this one do? Yeah. This is a stupid joke. Oh, <laughs> because it gets more attention when you do the sub tweet, whatever reply. Yeah. Um, I'd like to really quick go back. Yeah, to, to... important things. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> to some of the Knowles stuff, too, because. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to keep doing this and he wants to do it for basically like it's for publicity and like he wants. OK, well, stay tuned for my explanation on my show. It's not you didn't add anything. It's like uh, you're you're doing this like vague genocidal language and like, oh, don't worry, I'll explain about it on my show. It's just promotion for him and his. uh well, failed actor show but a few things i think are not even interesting just like worth pointing out because he's saying like you know we got to er eradicate transgender public life entirely and people rightfully are like what do you mean by that like give a policy like explain explain what you mean literally just like do you're a communicator you're a professional communicator and you gave a speech that you haven't even like explained like six days later you're bad at your job if that's the case but in being asked to explain what he means, someone was like, literally just like, okay, explain what you mean uh, by this. Explain it to me like I'm five. And his answer is, 
that I just mean society treats transgender identity as it did before, say, 2015 was his answer. First of all, if you're a five-year-old in 2023, you can't explain something to that child by saying, it's like um, how society at large was three years before you were born. Yeah, that's bad explaining to a that's five-year-old. A bad, that's a bad job. You did a bad job. You're a bad communicator. You didn't answer the person's question. Aside from like, you didn't answer the question. You didn't explain it to them like they're five because you're like, yeah, three years before you were born. It's just like that. That's what we should do. That's so he's. But that's I, not the worst part of this. <laughs> that's not the worst part of it. It's just like something else. Come on, man. Like, you can't even do that. But before 2015, I don't know. Laverne Cox was like pretty popular. There was like there were like it, it's not it wasn't new. It's not like a brand new thing that happened in 2015. Like these people didn't just like start popping up in 2015. Nope. It, it So like that even that explanation is like that's not anything. What do you mean by pol- like policy wise? What are you talking about? But it's also interesting, our writer Dave pointed this out, that 2015 specifically is like the year that the GOP and like the Republican Party uh, media apparatus at large mm-hmm. went all in on it. They decided like it's we're doing uh, ban ba- the bathroom bills. We're doing uh, we're doing all this anti-trans stuff in 2015, which I'm pretty sure is also the year Caitlyn Jenner came out as trans. Yeah. So it's like that's oh, the marker that for him. Confidently, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. But that's the marker for him, which is like, okay, so you just yeah. started paying attention in 2015 then. Yes. And further is that uh, a political apparatus started paying attention to it negatively and using exactly. it as a way to make people afraid. So what he needs to do is take this up with the GOP. And all the different states and their platforms and bullshit laws, because then he doesn't have to. Um, we'll go back to what we were doing before 2015. Right. Well, and all the people before 2015 who were accepting of trans people. Yes. Um, and uh, that acceptance before it became led a problem. <laughs> to this, like what he's talking about, where it's like it's not like they didn't like start making laws like out of the blue, and then people are like, oh, I guess like. Trans people are, are are exist, and we should be okay with that. Like it, it happens in reverse. Um, so it's just a, it's just a weird non-answer. Um, that he again is just like he's a little weasel. This is neither here nor there. I have to point it out that when he he's talking, he's doing his little speech, gesturing, and so on. He very deliberately, when he says that transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely, he very oh. deliberately does the little okay sign. Now, I know that the OK sign doesn't mean anything necessarily, and it's mostly a troll that was invented, uh, created by, like, fucking, like, racist Nazis. Like, well, if we make this a thing, then it'll, the libs will go nuts. Like, all the things, I know we've talked about it. But he's obviously playing that game. But he's doing it on purpose uh, for a reason, playing that game. And it's just, like, it just gives the whole game away if you can, if he's doing that very deliberately. It reminds me of... Unless that's just how his hands work. Unless it's how his hands work, but it, interestingly enough, it only worked at oh, that exact sentence. Only, it only it started speaking. in the sentence. Yeah, I don't so know. It, it started in the sentence and then it sort of stopped at the end of the sentence. Hmm. So it's interesting that yeah, that's sort of how his gestures just, work. You know what, Cody? That probably is just a physical tick of his. It's not mm. anything to read too much into. Before we break and come back, uh, and as we wrap up this conversation about these awful people, uh, I just wanted to 
read this uh, Jean-Paul Sartre quote uh, that uh, we've mentioned before, and it seem, it really applies to uh, a lot of the freaks at the Daily Wire, specifically Matt Walsh and Michael Knowles. And I just wanted to read it. It's about anti-Semites, but it applies. Never believe that anti-Semites are completely unaware of the absurdity of their replies. They know that their remarks are frivolous, open to challenge, but they are amusing themselves, for it is their adversary who is obliged to use words responsibly, since he believes in words. The anti-Semites have the right to play. They even like to play with discourse, for, by giving ridiculous reasons, they discredit the seriousness of their interlocutor interlocutors. They delight in acting in bad faith, since they seek not to persuade by sound argument, but to intimidate and disconcert. If you press them too closely, they will abruptly fall silent, loftily indicating by some phrase that the time for argument is past. It's not one to one because they're also like um, amend this to include. Uh, and uh, if you like press them, they'll be like, come on my podcast uh, to debate. Um, and um, it just seems whenever he talks, I'm like, you just you're being smarmy and dismissive because you know what what you're saying and you don't want people to know what you're saying. Yeah, it's that. Honestly, the first line is it all. Never believe that anti-Semites are completely unaware of the absurdity of their replies. They know that their remarks are frivolous, open to challenge. I know you just read it, but that is it. Yes. That's what we, that is it. That is it. Like, yeah, they know. Yeah, they know. These people know. I will say maybe Matt Walsh doesn't know because I think he is like a true believer, like a fucked up little guy. But uh, a lot of people are just like, oh, whatever. But, uh, but again, yeah. like they're, the, the, the thing that they are not saying out loud is that they are theocratic fascists who uh want this sort of like divine law to exist and they're not saying that and that's the part and so they have to like yeah do these little logic games anyway i just here's, wanted to read that here's so. something i have to say which is it's time for ads oh thank goodness hey it's me cody you know i'm a bit of a straight shooter a real disruptor to speak the modern lingo i tells it like it is so as you can imagine, I spend a lot of time running for my life from local arcades and bowling alleys after crashing children's birthday parties. Luckily, I always wear my bombas. Bombas will have you covered no matter what physical activity you are doing, be it some kind of sport or dodging an angry parent as they try to hit you with a pinata bat. Their lightweight t-shirts are designed to feel cool against your skin. Their socks both cushion and increase airflow, and their underwear is so breathable, it's like you aren't even wearing them. And here's the best part. Because of their 100% happiness guarantee, they will replace any wear and tear for life. That's good for me, since my shirts get torn so often. You know, because all the angry people attacking me physically. But go to bombas.com slash more news and use code more news for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash more news and use code more news at checkout. Sports, it's not just a Huey Lewis album. It's also a best of Huey Lewis album. And we are back as promised for more of this fun stuff. Yeah, well, we're it's going to get stuff. a little more we're fun. Gonna, a little more fun. Yeah, we're going to talk about Elon Musk now. So that's always fun. Our yeah, he's a uh, fun guy. It's been a minute. Character. Elon's very bad. Big week. He's had a big week. Jonathan, why don't you walk us through the, uh, I mean, where do we even begin? I mean, we can blow through some of these things. It, just Monday feels like uh, months ago. But on mm. Monday, a uh, bunch of stuff on Twitter broke. Pictures you couldn't see. Links would give you an error message. Uh, this is all because they were trying to push through the thing where you weren't going to be able to get 
free access to their API anymore. Third-party platforms weren't going to get free access to the API anymore. But there was only a single engineer assigned to the project, so the whole thing broke. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, oh, God. Then when that happened, Elon blamed the way Twitter was built and said it has a brittle code stack and that mm. it's going to need to be entirely rebuilt. You got a brittle stack, bro. And look, maybe that's, maybe, you know, they were building stuff on 15-year-old code and that might be legitimate, but then maybe don't push a bunch of stuff with a single site reliability engineer. Or like fire, like everybody who... Everybody. ...is aware of it and knows how it works. And, and <laughs> Monday was also when the report came out that he has bodyguards that follow him everywhere, <laughs> including so into funny. the bathroom. Come on, man. I mean, like, what is the climate there at Twitter? Uh, does he think he's going to get taken out by one yeah. of the few people left? Assassination coordinates. I guess uh, when he's at Twitter, every Twitter employee knows his assassination coordinates. Exactly. At all times. The building. And it's a big empty building that he's not paying rent on. So I feel right. like he's yeah, maybe that's yeah. What, stocking, stocking the toilet paper. And Monday is also when he started getting into a fight with one of his employees or maybe former employees. Unbelievable. I mean, the short version of this, there's so many tweets to go through over Monday and Tuesday. But the basic idea here is that there was a Twitter employee who had his work access cut off like a week and a half ago, publicly tweeted at Elon asking if he still had a job. Elon publicly grilled him on the platform, then claimed he had done no work, then seemingly mocked his muscular dystrophy. And then said, well, I can't have fired him because he wasn't doing any work. And then he <laughs> deleted the final tweet, that last tweet. Then he publicly apologized to the guy and offered him his job back or said he's con considering uh, still working at Twitter. And the backstory is, is that this guy, uh, Haraldur Holly Thorleifsson, had a, a creative services agency that had been purchased by old Twitter back in 2021. And then by like firing him, it possible unknown how much but it's possible that elon and twitter may have owed him 10 i think it's like a hundred million dollars right it's so like, much it's like an estimation yeah like, yeah. Yeah, yeah like a right, lot like of if you money. if you fire this person you owe millions and millions of dollars to this person uh, which so... is so funny like you didn't even like how he doesn't think about any of this stuff he doesn't he just keeps very publicly relearning the lesson that he shouldn't just tweet whatever because someone's gotten his goat this is how we got into the mess just firing off the tweets i would also really quickly like to uh yeah he's a bad tweeter uh bad boss bad manager um, you would very quickly like that person i would very quickly like to address the idea that he made a public apology to this person yeah i disagree <laughs> there is a tweet that says i would like to apologize to holly for my misunderstanding of a situation he also says it was based on things i was told that were untrue or in some cases true but not meaningful um, which is like, that's not an apology. I was I was misinformed <laughs> and like the stuff that was true was like, fault. I shouldn't have cared about it. Well, then you have bad judgment. If you were told things that were true but not meaningful and you thought they were meaningful, you have bad judgment. But <laughs> this apology is in the replies to four other people. It's like the sixth reply to a thread that... Well, this now, person Cody, is not we all on. know that replying to the thread bumps it up. Uh, it is absurd to consider this to be a public apology. Uh, not Jonathan. I know you said public apology. I'm not saying that, but like no, the but idea that like I apologized. No, you didn't. You replied to uh, Alex Cohen's reply 
to uh, your reply to Daniel Houghton's reply to Alex Cohen's reply that you apologize. That is not a public apology. And um, it's not much of an it's apology. It's like got like 19,000 likes. It's not like because he like all day he's liking people's memes and then reposting them to hundreds of thousands of likes. This yeah. is not a public apology. Well, and then- uh, his <laughs> memes are public. This apology is not public. Um, and sorry, I have to. No. He did this earlier about Nancy Pelosi and her husband. If you recall, he shared some like, I don't know, like 9-11 truther blog about how actually Nancy Pelosi's husband is like secretly on Grindr all the time. And this was just like a gay situation. It was like this absurd thing that was proven to be false uh, by video. And by the fact that, like, that's, so- that's a bad source, Elon. Where are you getting your sources? Um, so he did this whole thing, deleted the tweet eventually. And then later, in the replies to some other person, was like, I would like to publicly apologize to Nancy Pelosi and her husband. That's not a public <laughs> apology. That's a reply to somebody yeah. saying that you apologize. And then later that day, he replied to somebody else saying, I've already apologized to them. No, you didn't. You didn't public apologize. It's absurd. It makes me so fucking mad. But well, we it's jumped fine. right to that part. I <laughs> wanted to highlight uh, what I thought was funny. We can still. But before we got to this, the reality is that this is one of his tweets. The reality is that this guy who was independently wealthy did no actual work, claimed as his excuse that he had a disability that prevented him from typing, yet was simultaneously tweeting up a storm. Can't say I have a lot of respect for that. I You're independently wealthy. I, you I, tweet all day. You're right. I don't have any respect for it. You're, 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 you own like four companies. You're tweeting all day. You're tweeting that the Dead Space I, remake is really good. How do you fucking know, Elon? Do what are you doing? <laughs> but then oh. he gets rewarded for this because like Sir Doge of the Coin is like, well done, sir. You have Un- apologized and owned it. Like, <laughs> These also, fucking freaks, I swear. <laughs> and all he did was he's like, well, I got bad information. From who? From who? who? Who's giving you, like, who told you, like, this guy's a loser, doesn't do anything? Who is, by the way, like, since he decided to get that sale of that company and have it, like, be paid in wages in terms of a capital gain sum that oh, he's yeah. paying much more in uh, taxes in Iceland. Many media outlets in Iceland named this guy the person of the person year. Person of the year! Person of the year! And it's like, oh, what, national treasure tell you? Like, what, <laughs> who's giving him the information? Right, because... Oh. I fucking promise you, well, first of all, that person doesn't exist. There's no person who gave him the <laughs> right, bad information. But if there is, that person maybe should, should be, be the fired person. <laughs> Fire that person, you fucking weirdo. Person. Like, what do you talk? What? What? You got bad information about this really good person? <laughs> and I mean, this like, is all. Well, that's all. Yeah, I mean, you've already made this point, and we should move on. There's other things, but like, I know, I know, we're like but, yelling the most at this, and like we just talked about and like the fucking. We've made this same point so much, but yeah, it's just like he gets away with so much like insidious, like really like cruel, weird behavior. Um, and then John, like you're saying, like all he needs to do is like bury some like half-assed bullshit apology to nobody and then sir doge of coin or like that matt wallace freak yeah. or like whoever's like oh elon you're i fucking i fucking love you i want you like well, yeah oh, like God, lex friedman or whoever is like let me follow you to the bathrooms good sir <laughs> I oh will, god I will are you, you serious the urinal 
Well, no. I will lay down I, I my mean, jacket I, like, I, for like, you I, to step like, on. I believe you. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> I made that up, but one of those but guys is like... Yeah. It's within the realm of possibility, so you know what? You didn't make it up. I mean, there's that thread of the person who's like, I've, I've found a list of women for Mr. Elon to date. What do you spend your fucking time on? Oh, I didn't even include that because I was so convinced that had to be a joke. No. No, I, like, you check that person's like, profile. This person's the most pure, and this person's maybe not. The eighteen-year-old like, uh, is the most pure, and the thirty-eight-year-old is. She's a little lower because she's like fourteen years younger than him. I'm. It, we don't have to talk about it. It's just like <laughs> again, it's that it's that element of Twitter that I was talking about earlier a little bit, where it's like just these like fucking like just warped people who like have no like respect for women, honestly. And just his weird worldview are just like really rising to the top. And it's just, it's so unpleasant. All right. We're going to move on to some other topics, but real quick, it's, one more like, subtopic. It's just a big on, week. On, you know, it is. It's a big week. He had a real big week. Cody, <laughs> talk to us about um, this underlings thing. It's. <sighs> Did he use the word underlings? Probably. No. Also, that's um, not. Okay. I'm just going to assume yes. I know, Jonathan, you're, you're saying definitively no. Yeah, Sub he did. Subordinates. <laughs> he apparently asked managers to recommend like the, who are your best employees like who do you think is like really really great uh lower paid employees and he got the list from these managers and then fired the managers and replaced them with the employee they suggested that sounds it's, illegal to me is it not it probably fucking should be it's very manipulative and it's weird like, give me your best employees and then great you're fired now i can promote these people but pay them less seems not legal it seems it seems like uh maybe it should be uh, like, at I'm the no very lawyer, least frowned but... upon but like maybe illegal that's such a fucked up way to treat your employees as we've seen he's just how he treats all of his employees but i find it so interesting because that's not aside from like the cruelty and weirdness of it it's a very bad idea as, just as like a company if you're a manager and you manage a team of like developers or engineers or whatever, and you're like, oh, yeah, this dev uh, or this engineer is really, really good. They should be the manager. What? It's like any member of a team of a manager, not any member, but like they're different skill sets. You can't have a group of people doing this task and then like, oh, you're really good at that task. You should manage the team. Well, management is a different skill set. Yep. We didn't ask you for a manager. But he thinks he can do everything, I guess. So he's like, oh, everyone can do everything. It's working out well for him. Okay, we're going to move on to another topic. I agree with you completely. Thank you so much. I mean, like, we're on the same page. We Thank are vibing. So I get it. Much. I get it. Thank you so much. We're going to talk real quickly about this Tucker Carlson segment. Uh, everyone's in an uproar, and I understand why, about um, how he has you know, selectively looked at footage and created a whole uh, different argument or case for what happened, despite what we all saw happening. And despite what he has said many times in the past. despite what he has said many times in the past. And there's plenty that has been said about that online. But I wanted to talk about a little piece of that segment that, honestly, he almost got right, which is <laughs> that... The, Jacob Chansley yeah. being a the QAnon shaman, yeah, yeah. QAnon shaman, 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 being uh, being led around by the Capitol Police, and now Tucker's making this as a case as to why this guy is just some poor innocent guy being led around, and you know he's using that. I'm like, but yeah, no, the the police are leading him around. Take it a step further. Let's talk about how the day before there were lawmakers that were giving a tour showing 
all the places that they mm. could go. And yeah, there is a whole conversation to be had about the fact that, you know, people that were there are being hit with heavy sentences. But the people that made this happen, there's no accountability whatsoever. There's not even a conversation. And to me, that is a real big piece that is being missed out of every is, is a missing piece from the conversation for everybody. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I do think it's uh, he I and mean, that's his M.O., right? Is like you almost made a point. You like got yeah. up to the edge of a point and then you like like, but also uh, Rupert Murdoch is my favorite big boy. Like there's just no way for him to. And you can see it in his like little I mean, text from this Dominion case of like, oh, you know what a liar you are and you're just cool with it and you're just going to lie. Um, but yeah, like the police uh, traditionally uh, tend to support uh, right wing movements uh, and protect, uh, like, let's say the Proud Boys um, and maybe crack down a little more on left wing movements. Um, and that's just like that's just how it is. But he didn't really point that out or acknowledge that or no, make but, that point. And, or, and nobody is. And yeah, uh, yeah. and nobody is. Mm. That's the other thing that gets frustrating. It's like, yeah, obviously that. Maybe not obviously. That he's was obviously not going to. But he's yeah. obviously not going to. And that was an infuriating segment. And can the rest of us acknowledge it? Can we keep talking about that? Because that's what. We'll, yeah. Anyway. Well, right. He went into this being like, I'm getting all this footage from Kevin McCarthy. So let me try to find the things that make my point. And of course, there's 40,000 hours of footage. Mm -hmm. Right. Am I? Is that right? 40,000 uh, hours? That sounds, sounds right. about right. 40, like, it's, hours. it's like thousands of hours. Yeah. yeah. So with that, he's going to find some footage of people not actively smashing windows and attacking people. So he takes, you know, the minute of footage of people walking down this hallway, mm. people walking <laughs> down this hallway and saying like, see, this was an orderly queue of uh, people checking out the Capitol. Right. And then. But of course, he can't make that argument because while those people are like, oh, look at this beam everyone outside is chanting hang mike pence which i think makes a stronger point because you can selectively then, take anything and make well and then find there the are one, also you know. other clips of people fighting attacking you know people dying uh pete going breaking into nancy pelosi's office let's show those clips mm, no we can't that doesn't uh help but then like even the clips of Jacob Chansley, like, yes, there's one where it's like, oh, it looks like they're trying to open a door for him. And it's like, well, we don't know that. We don't know exactly. They might have been like, no, look, there's nothing here. They're all gone. They're all into a secure location now. See, or like, so we don't want leave. you touching the door. Yeah, right? They could have yeah. been encouraging him to leave. They're, we don't hear the audio. We don't know exactly what was going on. But at the same time, right, this makes the cops look bad. It doesn't make yeah. Jacob Chansley and no, all the look, people right. in the Capitol look exactly. good. Exactly, yeah. It it's just it's very uh transparent uh in the sense that it's transparent what he's doing uh it's not transparent in the sense of like oh yeah journalistic transparency like here's all the footage it's <laughs> interesting that he can't make the same case about all of the many 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 peaceful hours and images of protests during the summer of 2020 when I'm told that uh, the left burned down American cities, yeah, but I can't believe we, there we are don't have any thousands left, right? and thousands of hours of footage of that not happening. So why aren't you doing a segment on that right now? Um, it was like the first thing I thought of was like, oh, he's describing this the opposite way. He described uh, the protests in the summer yeah. of 2020. And it took me like mm. 
not even any like it took me 15 seconds to find a clip of him going the nation went up in flames last night but you won't uh, hear about this you know you like, don't hear about that's this. an unpleasantly yes. good uh, real impression good oh yeah. god oh I, I hate i hate that i'm good at sounding uh, like a yeah. weird little um, boy I, liar this <laughs> reminds me of the sart quote we Ooh. just read a couple times. Oh. Never believe that anti-Semites are completely unaware of the absurdity of their replies. They know that their remarks are... Fr I'm saying he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knows. He um, knows I mean, this. again, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you, we can show so many clips that, uh, uh, that contradict each other of him talking and saying this thing or saying this other thing or the years of quotes of just like him saying it out loud or the fact that he lied about knowing anything about the OJ trial to get on TV, all this kind of stuff. But just read his texts. He knows he's a liar and he only cares about the bottom line. And he said that. And it's not going to affect a fucking single person's opinion of him, um, which is really nope. depressing. Like he's pretending to be a Nazi, which is real close, which is like makes you. Yeah, it's like it's so weird that he like very clearly like, knows that like it's like you're not it's not. It's worse, obviously, to like be a Nazi <laughs> and like think these things. But it's extremely fucked up to know that that's what you're doing and lying about and and like mm -hmm. trying to like push in the in a direction, but like think that like I can rein it in if it gets too bad or something like that. I like I don't know what his plan is if it spirals out of control because he knows that that is the fire he's stoking. He knows those are the people he's riling up. So what is the plan beyond just like accumulate as much wealth as you can and then have your little bunker and be able to hide from the out the uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, that yeah. has to be the plan. Yeah, right? Um, it's gross. It's gross. And but you know what's not gross? Fucked up. What's not gross? And fucked up. What's not gross is and fucked up? That this is the end of our episode. I agree with you completely. Do you? Says it right there on the mug. Oh, it sure does. Mine just has a K on it. That's okay. It's, it's backed up. Okay. I agree with you completely. That counts. There's no yeah. K in the phrase, sorry. You know, uh, thanks for listening. We've got nothing to plug. Uh, shoot, our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, oh, heck. Oh, heck. Uh, I'm just going to stop now. so much for sticking around with us, folks. We had such a great time talking today. And you know what? I'm just going to fucking say it. I'm just going to do it. I'm saying it. You know what? Go for it. When you get down to it, we love you very much. Much. Much.